You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 1960s Reboot Podcast, the only podcast that reviews and reboots a classic 1960s TV series for today's audience. This show is brought to you by the Electronic Media Collective and Downs Studio. I'm your host, Matt D., and today with me is my good friend from high school, Joe Blue. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. All right. Well, today's episode, we're going to reboot a classic 1960s TV series that is quite spooky and kooky and altogether ooky. The Adams Family. Yay. So, Joe, how did you come into The Adams Family? Well, I couldn't tell you what my first Adams Family experience is per se, but I just remember as a kid watching it um, with my family, and it's always a show that I liked, um, that and The Munsters, which I believe you had a show about yes. previously. Yes. Um, so, unfortunately, I won't be able to be a part of that, darn. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Adam's family is great, and um, I was really excited when you asked me to be a part of this. So thanks for having me. Great, fantastic. All right, well, let's dive into the Adam's family. So the Adam's family is a 1960s American dark comedy sitcom centered around a family of peculiar and macabre characters. Conceived by New Yorker cartoonist Charles Adams about the family of four and their crazy uncle, a witchy grandmother, and a disembodied hand, along with a giant butler. The television show starred John Aston and Carolyn Jones as Gomez and Morticia Adams, the parents of two unusual children. Each episode had interesting and funny commentary on society and a dark humorous look on family life. The television show only lasted two seasons with a total of 64 episodes. But because it became a cultural icon, it continues today in reruns. It originally aired on ABC from September 1964 to April 1966. The show is notable for its theme song, along with an iconic look of being shot in black and white. The series was produced by David Levy and Donald Saltzman, and was distributed by Filmways Television, who is most notable for several classic television shows at the time. Now, the Adams Family are a close-knit extended family with... The wealthy and endlessly enthusiastic Gomez Adams is madly in love with his refined wife, Morticia, along with her daughter, Wednesday, their son, Pugsley, Uncle Fester, and Grandmama. They reside at One Cemetery Lane in an ornate, gloomy, Second Empire-style mansion, attended by their servant, Lurch, the towering butler, and Thing, a disembodied hand that appears from within a small wooden box. So I've got a question for you, Matt. Yeah. Um, do you know, is Thing left-handed or right-handed? I believe he might be ambidextrous. <laughs> He's actually, in the original show, he is right-handed. Wow. Except for once or twice, he was played as a left-handed Thing. So we don't know if uh, he's, he has relatives or something, but uh, <laughs> the... Uh, this, this is a little tidbit that I found out um, when preparing for this. 
Um, I guess the actor who played Thing, who also played Lurch, um, decided to play him left-handed once in a while to see if anybody would notice. Huh. I didn't, I didn't know that Thing was also played by Lurch. I didn't catch that. No? Oh. I believe that's the case. I might have to double-check that, but... Other relatives who made recurring appearances included Cousin It, Morticia's older sister Ophelia, also played by Caroline Jones, and Morticia's mother, Grandma Frump. Much of the humor derives from the Adams's culture clash with the rest of the world. They invariably treat normal visitors with great warmth and curiosity, unaware of some of their guests often have bad intentions. Over the years, there have been reboots and reprises to the series. First to mention was the 1977 reunion show Halloween with the New Adams Family, which saw the original cast reunite except for Grandmama, who was too ill to act. It also saw the introduction of two new children and the return of the originals as seniors and juniors. <laughs> now, 1992 saw the creation of the Adams Family cartoon with John Aston reprising the role of Gomez Adams. That same decade saw two feature films, The Adams Family, starring Raul Julia, Angelica Houston, and Great Scott, Christopher Lloyd, and its sequel, The Addams Family Values. Following on the coattails of the feature film came a Fox TV series, The New Addams Family. At the time of this recording, in theaters, a new version of The Addams Family, done as an animated feature, starring the voice talents of Oscar Poe Dameron, Isaac, and Charlize, oh my goodness, I can't believe she's, uh, she's in it, she's kind of hot, Theron. Is that her real middle name? No, no, it's not. But that's today. Some, some, some Hollywood actors have unusual names, so I just want to... <laughs> but that's today, and we're looking at the 1960s, so let's go ahead and dive right into our cast. All right, Joe. Well, since you're our guest, I'll have you cast the first guy. And the first person we're coming up to is Gomez Adams, as played by John Aston. Don't you realize politicians always make extravagant promises? All right, Matt. Well, I uh, looking for characters for a reboot. Um, I kind of had two scenarios in mind. Uh, one was more of a um, an older, I don't want to say older, but you know, forties ish Gomez and Morticia. And then I also kind of looked on the younger side. So I actually have two castings for Gomez and two for Morticia. Um, awesome. So I'll start with the. Um, the younger one would be, uh, Troy Gentile, I believe is how you say that, from the Goldbergs. He's the, uh, middle son, I believe. Okay. Um, <laughs> for some reason, he just, I, as soon as I thought of him, I just thought he would make a good Gomez, so. Huh. That was that. And I'm usually the one that's not good with names of actors <laughs> and stuff, so I'm kind of surprised that it's, you had to. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, he kind of looks a little, uh, a little Gomezy. I mean, yeah, it's a younger, a younger Gomez. I could see that. We could, have, you could pencil on a mustache to him. Yeah, there, you might have to. He's. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Do you do you want to hear my uh, Morticia that would go with him, or? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, what okay. was your What was your older? Um, older Gomez. Gomez. Um, I was thinking of uh, Topher Grace from that '70s no, show. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like Topher. Yeah, I could see him being a, a, a an older Gomez Adams. I don't, I don't, I didn't think he would actually fit exactly like the uh, the '60s show um, Aston's uh, Gomez, but I think he'd he'd have a good version of himself, you know. Well, you know, if we if we embrace the um, 
the sixties look and shot it in black and white, you know, cause I mean uh-huh. all the m- more modern day stuff, they, they, they're shooting it in color. And so they're kind of like, I don't know, giving like makeup effects to make them look. I think that would be an excellent idea. So I, I think they should, uh, do a reboot in black and white, or as my son would say, I, uh, I had my son and daughter watch an episode of Adam's family uh, recently. And my son's like, why is it in gray and white? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Well, it was shot a long time ago. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I like that. Um, so for, for my Gomez, I went with, the, with an older actor. And, and this guy is in his 30s. He might be in his early 40s. But uh, he's actually the youngest brother of the Lawrence brothers, Andrew Lawrence. Um, now, I know that recently he was in some kind of CW show or something. But he's, uh, he's kind of got those zany eyes that... that John Aston had, um, much like um, whenever whenever he would say something crazy and wild, he kind of had like his eyes would go all over the place. And uh, I, I think am Andrew not Lawrence kind of has that similar performance when he when he does a lot of characters. Cool. Yeah, the eyes I think are a big part of his character. Gomez and uh, not familiar with Andrew, but uh, I think my two picks kind of had that eye thing going, or at least they could do the eye thing. So yeah, totally. So next up after Gomez is. Uh, is uh, Morticia Adams, as originally played by Carolyn Jones. Oh, that dress does do things for you. Black is such a happy color. Now, remember, my dear, in all your relationships with boys, you must be shy and modest. Yes, Mother. Poise and good manners are important, too. For instance, when Robespierre comes, I think it would be proper for you to curtsy. Yes, let's try. Now, Morticia was Gomez's wife, was madly in love with. Anytime she would say something French, he'd be all over her like um like white on rice. So I uh I wanted to pick a, a woman that um kinda had the same uh je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi, yes. Um and I went with Katie Cassidy, who plays um, Laurel Lance on TV shows The Arrow. And she's a rather attractive, beautiful woman. Um, you know, she, I think she can totally play a Morticia Adams. Um, she has the great, great, some great uh, television acting chops. So yeah, that would be my pick. It would be Katie Cassidy. Who, would, who did you go Pretty for? Cool. Uh, for my, uh, like I said, I have two. Um, for my younger Morticia, I chose Sarah Highland from Modern Family. Nice. Uh, Rather attractive. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a... I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not any great reason to that she goes there. Just, yeah, she seemed to fit with um, Troy Gentile. And then um, my older Morticia pick was Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat. I think uh, she would make a great Morticia. She plays the mom on Fresh Off the Boat. All these new shows that I haven't watched. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get with it, Matt. Constance Wu. <laughs> oh, nice. Kind of, kind of going away from the whole whitewashing thing, going going with the whole um, ethnic cast variety. Yeah, yeah, nice, mm-hmm. nice variety. You know, definitely a more modern take on on Morticia Adams. Mm-hmm. I mean, who says that Morticia has to be a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant-looking woman? I like that. That's a cool choice. Thank you very much. After Morticia Adams, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll jump to um, Next uh, adult character I got, and that would be Uncle Fester, as played by Jackie Coogan. Uncle Fester, do you believe in Santa Claus? Well, of course. You kids are talking like children. 
Now, Uncle Fester was kind of the, um, he was the kookiest character. I mean, here's this kind of squat, mm, chunky looking uh, guy who could put a light bulb in his mouth. He could get electrocuted. He slept on a, on a uh, bed of nails. I mean, he brought the kookiness to the Adams family. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you, Joe, who did you pick for your Uncle Fester? Inconceivable, Wallace Shawn. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I, I like him. I, I think he would be perfect for that. Totally. I mean, he's got he's got that delivery too, where it was very very kooky and and a lot of stuff that he does. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And interested to know uh, who you picked. Uh, okay, so I wanted to go with someone who had similar um, girth as uh, Jackie Coogan. And someone who kind of had a lot of uh, quick wit in some of the TV shows he was in. And uh, I went with uh, Cheers' own Norm, George Wint. Norm! <laughs> because, nice. you know, he could walk into a room and, and make everyone say his name. Um, he, uh, he, he's definitely a guy that I could see, you know, being an, an uncle-type character who was a little... Uh, Would a little he be uncle. willing to shave his head, though? That is the big question. Oh, Yeah. He's he's getting older. Like, you could probably just put one of those bald caps on him because I'm sure his hair is like already starting to thin out some. Um, true enough. True enough. So. Good pick though. We love Norm. <laughs> so um, after Uncle Fester, we'll go ahead and and speak of the um, the oldest uh, character in the Adams family, and that would be Grandmama, as played by Blossom Rock. Good. Good. But you know what attracts a man most? Money? No. Hair of woman's hair. See? And you're my type. All right, so Grandmama, she was another kooky character that um, really uh, brought an interesting premise to the, the, the show. She was uh, Gomez's mother. She, um, you, you always see her in, in a lot of scenes where she's sharpening an axe on a giant grinding stone. Um, she always had these great like one-liners and stuff in the show. Um, so who I picked uh, for a grandmama was an older lady and oddly enough is married to George Went, and that was Bernadette Brickett. Um, you could probably see her in the TV show Arrested Development. She played a character named Rose, but she's definitely a, a nice character actor. And uh, like I said, she's definitely in the older range to play a grandmama kind of character. Okay, now I'm blanking on her because I I've seen Arrested Development and I. <laughs> yeah, I think she was. Um, I I, I want to say she was. Um, she played a character named Rose, and it's been a while since I've seen Arrested Development. Okay, like I found a picture of her, and she's not really ringing a bell. So, um. yeah, she was. Oh, she was in episodes from uh, 2018 and 2019 of Arrested Development. So when they rebooted onto Netflix. So if you hadn't seen the reboot, ah, uh, okay, yeah, her. I don't believe I did. Um, she was in a lot of movies. Like um, she actually played Vera in Cheers, which was Norm's wife. I only saw Vera's legs, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, I really can't. I'll probably just throw up picture of her up on the uh, up on the show notes because I really can't think of anything that she's been in other than Arrested Development. And again, if you haven't seen it, well, you know, you could do what I did and just Google it. <laughs> exactly. I, I did find a picture, but yeah, I just, she doesn't 
Bernadette Brickett. B-I-R-K-E-T-T. All right, Joe. Well, who'd you pick for uh, Grandmama? Well, I wasn't able to find anybody a little older, so I think a lot of makeup would be required for this role um, for Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock. (laughs) Um, Personality-wise, I just, you know, I thought of her and she fit. And uh, like most of my picks, I couldn't really, you know, tell you why, but I just think she would be good if she could be made to look a little bit older oh yeah she's she's definitely zany i, I like mm-hmm. her in 30 rock and i mean 30 rock was based on on a saturday night live television show so i mean they That's could good. totally do a lot of makeup to make her look like a, a grandmama i like that in fact i think i might steal that one <laughs> <laughs> hey right. man feel free so um next up is the family butler the man who uh was always there when you rang rang for him Lurch, as played by Ted Cassidy. All right, so let's see. I went first on Grandma so who do you have to play uh, your Lurch for your version of the Adams Family? So as far as personality-wise, I think John Larroquette would be uh, a great Lurch from Night Court. Um, his character on Night Court, I think, already has that kind of personality. He just give him less words to say. <laughs> he, he just he'd be, and he is pretty tall. He's six uh, four. Um, but then uh, I believe the actor that played Lurch was quite a bit taller than that, like six ten, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was he was a tall gentleman. But then when I was thinking about Night Court, then I guess who came to mind but uh, the guy that played Bull. Richard oh, Mall. Richard Mall, yeah. Um, <laughs> he'd probably look more like Lurch, but uh, oh, especially if he shaved his head like like when he was when he played Bull. Because I mean, Lurch has that Frankenstein kind of looking haircut, but I'm sure if you like shaved his head, he'd look more like a Lurch kind of character. I thought Lurch had hair though. Yeah, he had hair. His, his oh, okay, hair was right. more like it was kind of like combed down. Um, almost like a... Oh, like kind of flat to his head? Yeah, kind of flat of, to yeah. his head, Yeah, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think between the two of them, I think John Larroquette would do a better... He's he's more like Lurch. Um, maybe put him in some shoes to give him a little extra height. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> give, him, give him an extra three inches but. or something. Well, um, I went with a similar similar idea. Um but my lurch, I went with a guy who uh, who kind of had more of a deeper resonating voice. He's got the height, not a problem. He may have to. I mean, lurch is kind of like a, a, a skinnier giant looking guy, and and the guy that I picked is more stockier. Um, you know, he's been in a lot of action kind of movies, so he may have to like if he's a method actor, he may have to like start drinking like a bunch of slim fast. Um, and the guy I picked was or is the guy Clancy Brown. You might remember him from the TV show Sleepy Hollow. Uh, he was also the main bad guy in the first Highlander movie. He was also in the original Pet Cemetery as the sheriff. Um, but he's kind of got that kind of voice, you know, really deep, kind of a register. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. So I could definitely see him as, okay, so Gomez like pulls the the noose to ring the bell to, to, to have uh, Lurch show up, and Lurch just kind of goes... You ring. I can just definitely see Clancy Brown with that that deep resonating resonating voice, 
to portray uh, Lurch. I could see that, yes, yes. I like that one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're down to Pugsley Wednesday. You know what? I, for the life of me, could not get any good picks for Pugsley or Wednesday. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I don't watch enough TV, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any of the appro- age-appropriate kids, because, you know, I had, you know, a 20s couple and a 40s couple playing, you know, so I had two generations I could pick from, but I still couldn't find anybody that really spoke to me as Pugsley or Wednesday, so gotcha. my pick would be, you know, new people that we don't know <laughs> yet. <laughs> actor from Casting Couch A and actor from Casting Couch B. There you go. There um, you go. Well, I did, I did pick a, a Pugsley Adams and a Wednesday Adams, and, um, two that I picked I think would, would work well together um, and I'm going to go ahead and give you my Pugsley and then I'll give you my Wednesday so my well I should say Pugsley Adams was originally portrayed by a, a young child actor named uh, Ken Weatherwax Dear Santa we just wanted you to know that even though Mr. Thompson said there was no such thing as Santa Claus we didn't believe him so please come, or else it will make us look like dummies. Signed, Wednesday and Pugsley Adams. You know, and he, he was bas- at the time he was a basic 60s child actor. I mean, he had like maybe five or six lines per episode. Um, but he was like this short little squat kid who kind of was, he had um, chubby cheeks, kind of like round, roundish kind of features. Um, so I wanted to pick somebody with a similar body type as well as a similar age when the show was first shot. And um, I went with an actor that I recently saw on a TV show on Netflix. It was a Netflix original. Um, actually, it wasn't a TV show. It was, it was a movie. It was called Time Trap. And in there was a kid who was kind of kind of the fat, annoying kid that you'd see in most like 80s television show or 80s movies. And the kid's name is Max Wright. And uh, he played a character named Furby. And... Uh, he definitely has that look of uh, Pugsley in the fact that he had like kind of some chubby cheeks and he was kind of a little, a little annoying. Um, so I think he would be a good fit for Pugsley Adams. Uh, and I know he's a newer actor. I think like Time Trap is like the first movie that he's been in. Um, I know when I looked him up on IMDb, I couldn't find a picture of him. But listener, if you have the TV, if you have the movie Netflix, or if you have the, if you have the Netflix streaming, check out the movie Time Trap. Uh, I recommend it because it's a really cool movie, and um, it's a pretty cool premise. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a cool character. So in does somebody get trapped in time in this yes, movie? Yes, actually yeah. they do. It's, it's pretty pretty cool. Okay. I'll check <laughs> um, it out. That, that sounds fun. Then for Wednesday Adams, who was originally played by Lisa Loring, and again, she was a child actor. She was kind of cute um, as a, as like, you know little girl with uh, a doll that had a severed head to it that was dressed just like just like her because they were going for that like cute kind of um, funny odd looking child so I went with um, again another Netflix pick and then I went with Millie Bobby Brown who you might know as Eleven from TV's Stranger Things. Oh, nice. Okay. Because <laughs> no one can do kind of kooky and creepy than Millie Bobby Brown. Indeed. That, that's actually somebody I know. And yeah, that's a great pick. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So um, there are two, two characters that I forgot about to, to cast. And one of them, we could pretty much cast anybody because it's a disembodied hand. 
but that would be Thing. So, just out of curiosity, did you have anyone in mind for like to play the character, play for the character Thing? Yeah, I, I had nobody. Um, I don't think I could do it myself because I've got <laughs> um, really hairy knuckles. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think whoever plays Lurch just for uh, continuity, if Lurch <laughs> indeed, I, like I said before, I think he uh, played Thing on the original show. So nice. Um, well, I think I wanted to do something kind of silly. And um, because, you know, as you said, Thing was done by, by uh, Lurch, I was thinking about going with somebody who, was a, who, who understands hand modeling and definitely a good hand model, Jerry, a hand model. <laughs> and I would, pick, I would pick George Costanza himself, <laughs> and his name can't come to me, so I'm, I'm, I'm really delaying, Jason Alexander. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knows about hand modeling. Nice. <laughs> and then the last character that I totally forgot about that we could probably cast, and that would be uh, Cousin It. And Cousin It was basically a character who w- was nothing but hair from head to toe. Um, he just looked like a walking wig with um, a bowler hat and a bow tie. Um, and I think he was played by a, um, let's see, what's the correct, politically correct way of saying um, a short person? I don't think I can say midget, but I want to say midget. Uh, dwarf. Somebody who is shorter than average. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, I don't have a uh, a pick for cousin it as well because I think uh, all he has to do is walk around in the the hair costume, and this, his voice can be uh, dubbed in later. But uh, yeah. anybody under four feet. Maybe <laughs> could, could <play> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm gonna blow the entire uh, casting budget on my pick for cousin it, and I'm gonna pick Peter Dinklage. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he nice. only he's the only midget that's being big in Hollywood right now, and and I would say no, don't dub his voice. Just go ahead and let him say in his same deep register. That that would be great. <laughs> Call me Elf one more time. <laughs> well, that's our cast. And uh, we'll go ahead and pause for uh, a few quick commercials. And then when we come back, we'll come up with uh, our modernized version of the Adams Family with our individual casts. Oh, Pa, hand me those marshmallows. I want to make some s'mores. Whose idea was it to go camping in December? This is ridiculous. Well, it's Friday the 13th. You have to go camping on Friday the 13th. Why is that again? This doesn't seem like a good idea. Because if we don't go camping on Friday the 13th, how are we going to talk about Friday the 13th, 4, 5, and 6? You're right. You're right. That'll make a great follow-up to the last Grolic Cinematic Universe Friday the 13th special, in which we talked about parts 1, 2, and 3. That's right. We talked about when Jason was born. So this time we get to talk about, like, teen angst Jason. Jason's hit adolescence. Now he's starting to come into his own, but he's real emo about it and the directors weren't sure about him either (laughs) yes that is quite apparent well you know what that's a good idea we'll talk about some Jason movies around this campfire while we try not to freeze to death the week of Friday the 13th of December hey how can we freeze we have a nice lake for ice skating we have a fire and we have a killer somewhere in the woods what was that quick let's get out of here we need to go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com and check out the Grawlix Cinematic Universe 
Friday the 13th Special Part 2, coming up in December. I'll be joined by special guest co-host Paul of Moose's Monster Mash, and we're going to talk about Friday the 13th Part 4, 5, and 6. You know, when the series really started to... It just really started to get real good. On second thought, I'm just going to sit here and wait for Jason to come. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. So we've been over our cast, and now we're going to go ahead and try to give a uh, elevator pitch for an idea for the new Adams Family TV show for the nineteen uh, or for the two thousands and ten, the twenty first century. Um, totally Soon to be the two thousands and twenties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Joe, do you have any ideas to throw out there yet, or I did not have any um, ideas. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I did. I did not know that was part of my homework. It's quite all right. Um, a lot of people just think about recasting and, and don't come up with, with pitches. Uh, it took me a while to come up with an idea because, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, the Adams Family is is kind of a, a one setup TV show. I mean, you have the family sitting around a mansion, and everyone basically comes to them. Something happens, and and, and they introduce a, a side character. You know, whether it's you know, they have to put in a new water main connection to their house and they have to deal with the city council that comes in and, and talks to them or something. It's always someone is coming into the family environment. They're not really going out so much. And it's only Wednesday and Pugsley that seems to go out to like school and stuff. And they get where they get some of their interactions with um, a more modern, regular kind of people, less kooky. So it's kind of hard to kind of come up with a premise of, hey, how can I, you know, modernize a, a family sitcom there's already you know thousands of family sitcoms the only twist is that this is, this one is about uh kooky characters and and macabre scenarios and, and such and is being filmed in gray and white yes, yes. <laughs> and is being filmed in gray and white so um for my modern idea is that i would actually set it back in the 1960s um and have it done kind of like you know with Stranger Things, where everything is has that day's technology, that day's um, sets and stuff, and it shot in black and white, just using modern day characters. I would definitely look at the history of what happened in the '60s. I mean, we had um, uh, man, I I didn't do enough research on on what happened in the '60s, but you know, we had um, you know the assassination of John F. Kennedy. We had um, the moon landing. The moon landing, yeah, and. Uh, what I would think would be neat is just kind of seeing, um, you know, history through the Gomez and Morticia's eyes, you know. Um, you know, race relations happened in the 60s. Uh, women, women's suffrage movement. Well, actually, this women's suffrage movement was like back in the 1800s. But, you know, there was definitely steps made forward in the, in the 60s. Um, so... Yeah, for a, a more modern take on the show, I, I really can't think of anything. I mean, uh, obviously we could do something where, you know, maybe Wednesday and Pugsley's class ends up watching the moon landing and then they come home and tell Gomez and Morticia about it. And then they're like, the moon? We went to the moon? You know, your your uncle liked going liked the moon because he's, you know, half werewolf and and something like that, you know. I really could. I, I think uh, after the Adams family sees them landing on the moon, that they're going to build their own rocket and go to the moon themselves. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. or at least Uncle Fester would do that. 
Ooh, and ooh, and Pugsley Wednesday could help him. That's right. And I could see them like um, very much like um, Despicable Me, where they're like in the backyard and there's this huge giant rocket, and Fester's sitting inside of it with uh, you know the, the steampunk goggles and like an open cat cabin or whatever, and they fire it off with like a stick of dynamite. There you go. I, I think it'd take more than one stick of dynamite to reach the moon, but you know. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> just a theory I have. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can't think of anything else uh, as far as what we do to modernize the Adams family. Um, I, I do kind of like the idea of having it back, um, you know, taking place in that time period because, uh, yeah, the, the modern technology, I don't know if it really adds to stories as much. Um, sometimes, uh, so yeah, not, not having the cell phones and like, uh, like you mentioned on stranger things, like it, you know, the, the kids see something happening. They can't just call each other up and say, Hey, <laughs> I mean, that's why they have the walkie talkies and yeah, it, um, it would definitely, yeah, it definitely be a lot neater with, with setting it in that, that time period. Of course, I guess the, the flip side to that coin, though, would be, you know, is that going to relate to the younger audiences of today? Because, you know, a lot of kids, they have all those videos on YouTube. Like, does, your, does your kid know what a rotary phone is or how to use it? <laughs> true, true. Um, <laughs> Most kids don't. No, they don't. I, I remember thinking that my grandma was old fashioned because her phone was rotary and we had the push button phones. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think every kid needs to learn what um, plain old telephone service is at, at school and uh, fax machines, which which are still being used, by the way. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if anything, the saying that in the 60s, it would definitely bring back a lot of that nostalgia. But it would have to be with people that are familiar with it through reruns of the show as well. Yeah, I don't think there's a shortage of reruns. I mean, I one thing that surprised me when you were um, talking about the fax at the beginning was... Um, that it only ran for two seasons. I mean, I remember the show being on like constantly pretty much. Uh, so it must've been like a, a constant barrage of reruns because I, I just figured there were hundreds and hundreds of episodes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's the same thing with me. I thought it was, I thought it would have been like 113 episodes, but because it got picked up, it had such a, uh, like a crazy following, you know, it, it was through reruns that I had seen the show and, and yeah, they continually ran them. I am curious because I haven't seen the the new movie that's out right now. I mean, I know it's done by C, you know, it's all CGI. I think it's done even done by um, DreamWorks. I'm not positive on that, um, but I I could probably see if maybe they had like a John Aston voice actor in there for for a cameo or something. Because I mean, he that would be awesome. Yes, he's he was big into constantly talking about the Adams family as he uh, as he got older. Yeah, well, it definitely speaks to its uh, popularity. It, the the fact that it was, um, you know, made into a movie, made into a cartoon, made into a cartoon movie, made into a Broadway musical. Oh yeah, I totally uh, forgot about mentioning the Broadway musical. <laughs> yeah, which I saw by the way. My wife being a Broadway fan. Yeah, you know. But yeah, that was great. That was that was. I mean, I don't remember um, a lot of specifics about that, but yeah, Nathan Lane was uh, played Gomez in that. And, um, BB Newworth was Morticia. Yes. Yes. I couldn't think of her name. Thanks. No problem. So that, yeah, that was a, a fun time. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, hey, and I don't know why I, I thought of this. Um, not only was there a grandma in the original show, but uh, Grandma Thump, or Thrump, I'm sorry, uh, was Morticia's mom that made an appearance. Did uh, Do you remember who played her? Was it Betty White? No, it was not Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, uh, now I can't think of her name, the uh, woman who played the Wicked Witch of the West on The Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. She made an appearance, I believe, like three or four times on the uh, original show as Morticia's mother. Nice. There's a little little classic TV movie trivia for you. Maybe do it as based like a reality show, almost. You know, kind of like take the idea of the Osbournes and set it with the Adams family. And okay, so this pitch is just forming right now. I mean, <laughs> literally right, forming for right now in my head. So here's how episode one would open up. It would be. Um, there's a knock at the door, and it's a television producer who says, hey, I love your house. I'd like to shoot a movie here. And Gomez says, hey, it's really cool. And as he's scouting this place to shoot this movie, which we could say is like a horror film, um, he sees this family, and he's like, man, we got to put you on TV. So then that then changes the track from being a horror movie into being a reality television show. He's like, you know what? I've got this idea, and he, and the Adams family becomes the first reality television show, multi-camera angle. We have all these people, walk, you know, cameramen walking through the house, and and we just see the zany antics in in a more reality television kind of scenario. Um, you know, Pugsley Wednesday shows up with one of their one of the school friends, and the school friends are kind of like, oh hi, I'm going to be on TV in this reality show. This is really cool. And of course, they show up and they see that you know. Wednesday's playing with a guillotine, cutting off Dial's heads, and they're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't such a good idea. <laughs> so That's an interesting uh, interesting pitch there, Matt. I'm, I was kind of thinking, when you first started talking about that, I was kind of thinking more of a, um, like, the TV series The Office, where it's, uh, they kind of interview the characters one by one. That might give you an interesting look into their minds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of the things that they would talk about in the interview process. And every once in a while, you know, somebody could look at the camera with a, with <laughs> no, a no, knowing no, smile. <laughs> no, no, don't don't look at the camera, uh, Fest, Uncle Fester. What, what do you mean? Oh, I, hey, did I ever show you this trick? Pops a light bulb in his mouth. <laughs> How are you doing that? <laughs> hey, our equipment. Uh, we're not getting any power to our equipment. Fester, could you help us out? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Show a scene of him like putting his two fingers on a on a plug. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's about all I have for the Adams family. So, if there's nothing else that you want to include, Joe, um, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. No, well, I think I shared my little tidbits of trivia that I discovered. So, uh, I think that's all I've got as well. All right. Well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and run a, run down my list of characters and my my picks real quick and then I'll ask you to do that do the same and then uh we'll go ahead and uh close this thing out. So for uh my Gomez Adams I picked Andrew Lawrence. Uh Morticia Adams is Katie Cassidy. Uncle Fester is George Wentz. Lurch is Clancy Brown. Grandmama is Bernadette Burkett. Pugsley is Max Wright, and Wednesday is Millie Bobby Brown. Alrighty, for my Gomez, I had 
Beautiful for Grace or Troy Gentile. For Morticia, I had Constance Wu or Sarah Highland. Uh, Uncle Fester was Wallace Shawn. I think he was my favorite pick there. <laughs> Mine too. Uh, Lurch was John Larroquette or possibly Richard Mole. And Grandma or Grandmama was uh, Jane Krakowski. I like that pick. Uh, Wednesday was, what did you say, Couch A and uh, from, <laughs> from Couch, couch B. B. <laughs> and whoever plays Lurch would also play Thing just because nice. that's, that's how it should be. And my, my, my last cast I wanted to throw in there was uh, Cousin It was Peter Dinklage. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Well, you can find more of the 60s Reboot podcast at the emcpod.net 60s, slash 60s Reboot as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can follow the show on Twitter at 60sReboot. And if you have any suggestions or input, you can email, you can message me at 60sReboot at gmail.com. And I want to say thank you, Joe, for uh, coming by and recording The Adams Family with me. Thanks, Matt, for having me. It was quite a lot of fun. And uh, if someone wanted to get a hold of you or to chat about this episode with you, is there any information that you want to uh, give out? Uh, you could send me an email at uh, j underscore bolu, which is spelled B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U 21 at hotmail.com. All right. And this has been the 60s Reboot Podcast. Thank you for listening. You rang. terrible sorry <laughs> i can always edit it later <laughs> put in a little extra modulation there there you go <laughs> or you could just put in the real clip you know <laughs> yeah here here we go this is uh this is the best i can do for his that was really good <laughs> kind of eerily good man <laughs>